You're listening to Response Team Omnicron. Late Spring, Downtime, Part 4, Opening the Casket. The next day, after everyone's had time to recover, uh, <laughs> uh, Roxy, Balthazar, and Winston are all standing outside of the Pegasus mech. There's a few cables wired up to it. Uh, a couple of crates have been pulled over by it, uh, like a couple of tablets and data pads and like other par- like ex- like keyboards, things of that nature, all hooked up and wired into the, the Pegasus where Roxy's casket currently resides. There it is. In all of its caskety glory. Yep. Strange. I thought I'd feel more embarrassed when you popped it open. I mean, we're not even really in there yet. We'll see how that goes. So, Winston is going to plug in a headset and look to Balthazar, and he's like, do you, do you want to see what's going on, or you just want play-by-play? Oh, no, I... <clears throat> uh, Roxy, what do you prefer? Well, there are these goggles that can simulate the sim, sort of. So you can venture through my coffin in digital space. Thank you for the invitation. I'm curious, <clears throat> says Balthazar, like, strapping on the, the, the goggles. What is it about Roxy and other NHPs that you are so afraid of, Winston? So it's not the alien that frightens me. It's the suddenness and the awareness that at the moment notice, if moments notice when HP cascades, it can kill everyone around us. This is actually something Roxy and I talked about at length. This is something that I've done lots of research on. Something you should probably do lots of research on, given the uh, license levels you're taking. The, uh... The epitome of what your frame becomes is a killing machine. A frame is already a killing machine. I mean, it has a murderous, uh, some might even say, psychotic mind inside of it in the form of a human. I mean, have you looked at our history? We're monsters. We've... There is... To me, I don't understand the difference between a person who can lose themselves... uh, with power, become corrupt, and uh, order the genocide of an entire world, uh, and accomplish it. And uh, what are you worried that would happen here? Uh, uh, An NHP might cascade and kill everyone around us just the same. A moment's notice is all it takes. And yet, I haven't once seen you request... I I disagree on a philosophical level, Balthazar. You proposed a fairly interesting argument that people can do horrible things, and you are correct in that statement. But people cannot do horrible things at a moment's notice. Having the infrastructure to commit genocide is not something that happens in a second. That requires many, many things. An NHP cascades and you... An NHP cascades take over, takes over the entire defense system, haywire. takes over the entire defense system of a planet, and kills everyone inside of its defensive sphere is something that can, can and has happened in seconds. Ah. There is a very big difference between those two infrastructures you're discussing. Gentlemen! The suddenness and have viciousness... You ever seen, 
Yeah, yes. Gentlemen. Yeah, yes. Yes, Roxy. As much as it might be very entertaining and theoretical to be talking about the philosophies of whether or not I'm going to murder everyone, mm-hmm. I'd like us to perhaps maybe examine the causes and maybe even examine how to prevent that from happening. We don't even know if it will happen. The only way that we're going to know is if we go inside. That's fair. Plus, it's me you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I hope that you like to think that maybe I'd maybe wait a nanosecond or two before I decide to kill you. Uh, I mean, I don't think you'd do it in the first place. As long as you didn't perceive us as a threat, I would totally agree with that statement. Shall we venture inside? I believe we shall. Winston does the classic, like, starts to, you know, look in the cyberspace of it and then begins to move around the digital space of Roxy's, uh, for lack of a better term, innards, uh, and begins to examine the code. Marvelous. Um, looking at what's going on in front of him. And you said then that Roxy is made up of primarily a, uh, a simulation, and then whatever other code was spliced to give Roxy full NHP hood. What seems to be the source of the other code? The the NHP, the rest of the NHP code, me uh, a D20. Sure. Yeah, so I suppose, I don't know if Winston is wearing the goggles, or is Winston just looking at the code? Um, Winston is looking at the code at this point in time. He is not getting a digital representation, he's looking at the hard code, is what he would go with. Sure, so I guess the digital representation is obviously just lines of code, but there's definitely, like, probably a structure behind it that kind of creates like almost like a maze-like kind of situation uh, to sort of establish like all the bits and bobs, but it's basically directories under directories under directories. But uh, in the simulation, as in like what Balthazar might be seeing is gonna be like a big um, uh, blank office space full of cubicles. Um, And it's just endless cubicles going endlessly forward, endlessly back. and it's been described before in the podcast, but not everybody has seen it or heard of it. So, um, so yeah, it's just endless cubicles going in all directions uh, and whatnot into infinity. And Roxy is going to be standing there, but not as a uh, NHP, but as a person. Um, standing, like, as a what appears to be like uh, the representation of like a human female um, with long red hair in two uh, braids, sim- sort of like in the side, similar to like anime mom, you know, kind of style. Um, and the oddest thing about Roxy's face is that Roxy has a third eye that is closed on their forehead. Ooh. But uh, they're wearing office garb. They're like wearing like office clothes, like an office worker, like pencil skirt and blouse and stuff. So uh, sixteen with my roll. Gotcha. Uh, looking directly, looking at the code, uh, you see that the NHP portion comes from a augmented version. Well, it's it's the it's a defense. NHP structure that has been 
put together with the simulation databases in order to kind of create this that is the that is the rough framework you can kind of see taking shape there there is also a third set of data that kind of inter intertwines within the other two strands to kind of formulate the nhp as a whole and its structure is not one that you have seen before okay. um it is not it almost looks it almost doesn't look like an nhp or a sim data in sim data it almost doesn't look di like it doesn't almost look like it has a digital structure at all. Interesting. Hmm. Roxy will probably like gesture in the digital space, sort of like, uh, like instead of cubicles, it's now like a whole bunch of filing cabinets. Like again, into infinity on bo in both directions, and will point to like a little like glowing dot. Mm -hmm. That's Winston. So if we follow that, we'll follow what Winston's looking for. Uh, Roxy. Yes? Um, I've found the baseline of what we've got going on here, which is good stuff. Let me get, I'll be clear. Looks like your other half, part of you is a, a defense format outside of the simulation format, which is a great place to start. Um... Yes, that would be these files mm -hmm. here. But I'm looking at a second set, or a third set of data that's not the simulation. Do you have any sort of idea what I could be looking at? I can isolate the code and show it to you and see what your thoughts are on it. And he'll isolate mm -hmm. and send the code to Roxy to look at. Roxy will look around, look around the space and look around at all the different like filing cabinets. I do not see it. Here, it seems you are pinging some files that are not in my immediate area, or in our immediate area. Do you see anything, Balthazar? I'll take a look and see if I can see anything. Um, this is all very, uh, very puzzling. And I will try and take a look and see if I can figure out anything. Absolutely. Go ahead and make me a d20 grit roll. I did not know that there was a third layer of data that I did not anticipate. We all find out something fun and new. Uh, I got a one. Uh, you're looking around. And you find, you don't find this third string. You kind of see the bits of code that both make up the defense NHP base, the simulation layer to it that kind of refines it into the NHP pilot format thing that you're looking at, essentially what has been created here. And you're kind of, you don't really find like that third layer. You do find, however, uh, a few strings of, of code that are currently sitting about. Um that are now defunct, but at one point held some interesting, potentially malicious code, which have, at the end of it, uh, attachments and metadata, metadata from Beggar One. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Hmm. Oh, interesting. This seems to have been, uh, 
somehow associated with uh, Beggar One. It looks like something's been uh, accessed, or um, there's traces of metadata. Yeah, that was from an interaction with uh, patients, if I remember correctly. I will double. I did interact with patients. I will double check the timestamps and see if that is the same data setup or if it's a completely different one. That is the, the that is the ones that you you have looked at before and have de uh, basically made defunct. Um, ah, that was the inconsistent data. Correct. All right. Well, it's good that you found it. To also clarify, it is not the third strand of data that you're currently looking at. Oh well. I'll basically send uh, images to Balthazar to denote the fact that it's not, and be like, here's what I am looking at, here's what you have found, it's the defunct data, um, we're fine, but yeah. I see, I see. Tucked away neatly in a wastebasket. Well, it's trash data, luckily this time around, hopefully it's, it's, it is what it is, we'll figure it out from there. I'm curious, Roxy, why, why an office? I don't know. I think it's because I work in an office space if I was a sim trainer ah if you Roxy were a a person working in a sim center you'd be a trainer I mean Roxy did work in a sim center prior to this particular situation well you were the I mean Roxy was the simulation program is that not the case Yes. Correct. So Roxy was a simulation trainer prior to this. <laughs> I am surprised at how all of the little human touches, you know? Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I suppose there's no reason that it would be the inside of a sim or a uh, representation of data beyond... Uh, that takes another form entirely. I... There's something very pleasant well, about it. Something very you about this. Well, this space has taken a different form. Oh, has it? Before. Both myself and Flashpoint. We did a little examination of some math. Oh, ho, ho. Not like that. Of course not. Maybe a little bit like that. Hmm. We examined the math behind my gun. That seems like a wonderfully awful idea. Well, we followed the math Mm -hmm. into theoretical infinity, and then the world changed. Ah. How did it change? It went down. It went down? Mm Mm-hmm. Deeper. Like they were layers. That's not surprising. Let's take a bite of this pizza. Well, let's hold on a moment. Let's get to the core functionality and why we're here before we start digging deep into this particular situation. And the two might be tied together. Possibly, but that's probably what the third access point of data might may or may not be. We can look at that here in a moment. My question would be, are there timestamps on the third string of data? Um, I can double check. I will... You said it was part of core, but I will double check it and make sure it's not new edition. I assumed it was a baseline. But, you know, I'll look at when the data was added. 
As you're looking at the data timestamps, um, they all are all mostly within the same time frame to be... Uh, you have the NHP when it got cycled, the data that got attached, and then about a month later in the timeline is when the timestamps for the third strain are beginning. And that's prior to her, that's prior to Roxy being here. Correct. Yeah, so all this is prior to Roxy being here. This is like when Roxy's being created yeah. to then be sent out for a field test. Yeah, no, the timestamps on the third layer of data are prior to Roxy's deployment here. Um, so it is very much predates the mathematical hole that Roxy and Flashpoint went down. Which we can come back to a little bit later. Let's uh, continue to look at this. Um, uh, Winston is going to look at the, for lack of a better term, the guidelines from the defense NHP and see mm -hmm. if that's the primary motivator, see if the simulation is the primary motivator, or see if this third set of data is the primary motivator for, like, that's governing Roxy's behavior. Oh, that's smart. That's smart. So most of the time when you're doing these kind of operations and whenever an NHP is being created, usually the NHP portion is your prime designator, uh, you know, your primary baseline in terms of what, what's running and where, where it pulls, where data gets pulled into is the NHP portion, which is mostly accurate here. Mm -hmm. um, but if you, as you're kind of looking through some logs, there are moments, brief snippets that correlate to the night of the attack on Evergreen, where that third string of data pulls primary designation off of the NHP. Okay. The NHP core, I would say. Uh, can I correlate when the when those particular when that is the primary feed, for lack of a better term, when those are occurring? Is it during the combat? Is it during the other part? During the combat is where they get where that that designator kind of blips almost away from the NHP core and then back to it. Okay. Um, is it storing and housing data in a secondary Arcation archive that? No. It is just what is processing ah, the so it is the core processing power. Process. Yeah, it, it's what it, it instead of processing on the NHP level, it is processing on this other level. And then it then it pushes the data back to Sounds it. good. I will correspond that to like what is going on. AKA is this when Roxy is firing a particular weapon? Is this when Roxy is engaged in particular combat? Or is this just do they does it appear semi random like it's like that particular purpose is gathering data? Make me another grit roll. Um, to, to try to correlate those data because you're dealing, you're, you're now doing data correlation across multiple things. Uh, so. 14, so 21. 21, marvelous. Um, I am going to say that you're able to pretty easily correlate this to parts where um, you correlate this to parts where uh, there's like intense fighting or you know, there, there are specific movements almost being made here that, that when you kind of fully break it down, it um you can kind of see where that other processing happens because of the almost like a change in how the Pegasus moves for a brief moment. Mm -hmm. It's subtle, and it only takes you a couple of, like look throughs when you're trying to really dive into that data that they set that, that that behavioral pattern changes, and it's only very minute. It's very in the specific sections um, that it happens. Okay. Um, Winston, are you there? I'm here. I'm looking at an interesting thing. I will pull the combat like feed processing. I am. I will pull the combat feeds 
and actually look at the feed data from, from like the timestamps for when the Pegasus is uh, experiencing those flutters. And then I okay. will shoot to Roxy and be like, can you tell me what is going on with you during these particular timestamps? Okay, Roxy will uh, turn towards one of the empty cubicle desks and it has like that tube TV monitor and it'll flash on and show the actual combat so that both of them can see it. Uh, Balthazar and Roxy can both see it. Uh, and Roxy will tilt their head and give a shrug because I don't think they know right off the bat. Is there a roll that I need to roll? You could make a roll. Uh, for the most part, it's just part of what you do when you're in combat. It's part of your, your combat subroutines. It's part of what you, you do as part of your, you know, you're working out what has priority and what you need to be working on. It, it's very much just how this, how you operate in combat. So nothing seems out of place. I can't recall anything that felt different. That, that is, Winston takes that as a good sign because that means that Roxy is aware of what is going on and not this isn't a subroutine that is taking control of Roxy during these particular moments. Roxy is aware. If yeah. anything, mm -hmm. if anything, I process faster when I'm in combat. That's not surprising. Um, but yeah, is there any, are these, these are just random combat snippets. They're not all the same combat snippet, aka the same thing is not occurring every time this is going on. It's not the, the the biggest thing I think you can see between all of them is uh, a specific kind of like firing pattern of weaponry okay. is the closest thing to it. Um, that's the only kind of real big almost tell between all of them. Other than that, it's different different factors, different things are shooting at. It's the particular firing pattern, but it but Roxy is aware of it. it it's an optimized firing pattern that shows up as part of her processing, as part of their processing. And it makes it, it just shows up that way. Roxy is conscious of it, so it's not a subroutine that is taking control of Roxy, which is what, the most important thing. The outlier that Winston is looking at. How is all of this making you feel, Roxy? Hmm. I'm not too sure. Am I supposed to feel something? I don't know. I'm just curious if you do feel something. I concerned mm. mostly because just like you I don't necessarily know all the inner workings of my own mind where where does that concern lead you if you're uh, in this place what feels the most concerning to you that this place isn't something that I would have made myself what would you have made? Roxy can still change the space as they feel like it. Yep. So Roxy will give a warning to Winston to just be aware that some things are going to change in the space mm. or how the directory is kind of going to rearrange itself. And then Roxy is going to create a sim room like a place where similar to like the room that they were in with Skip, it's a simulation room, but instead of like one or two pods, cause it's a small room, this is like a massive room where like maybe like a sim class would have been run. 
and it's going to be a regular it's going to be like a room sort of like the simulation classes or school that they were doing stuff in in the past interesting if you could have chosen or or when you decide to actively choose and it is a place of uh, learning and practice and and teaching but a sort of default is um an, an office space place to work it feels very impersonal in it the office. Feel, it does. It does. I'm very curious. All right. Do you... Let's see if I can get a space back on where these files are. I feel like we're closer to something. It seems that way. Uh, um, and uh, uh, describe Roxy's, like, presentation of themselves again. So Roxy is... Uh female presenting with red hair um, that uh, has and has a third eye that is currently closed. Uh, they were wearing office wear, but now they're wearing like a a sort of similar to kind of like the, the armor that you'd wear in a mech personalized for uh, a specific person. Color-wise, is it similar to, like, Landmark Colonial or SSC, or...? It's probably something more... Uh, it's probably something more, more um, like, sort of, like, clinical, like, for, for, you know, testing purposes. So maybe sterile colors, like whites and reds, maybe, dare I say, even original um, Pegasus colors. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So, similar, yeah. but, yeah. Roxy, are you aware of your uh, your third eye? Roxy's gonna reach up and touch their eye, their forehead, and tap their forehead. No, I am. Uh, Winston. Yes, Balthazar. Uh, I want to let you know, and Roxy, I I think if we can help you open your third eye. You may have some of the answers you're looking for. I don't think Winston would like that. It's also not the purpose of this little escapade. We're trying to find ways to limit me from cascading. Correct. Hmm. And perhaps understanding things might be a little bit... Maybe get us closer to that idea of what could cascade me? I don't disagree with that idea, but forcing represent... Trying to force a representation that we don't understand yet is a good way for us to end up in the opposite direction. Balthazar just kind of like, uh, uh, you know, gives one of those like, well? Actually, you could do me a favor, Roxy. Can you can you show me the code that is representative of your third eye um, as the visual representation you're showing Balthazar right now? Let me see. I don't know where it is. Hmm. Let me look for it. Mm-hmm. You can make me a girl. No shit, baby. Okay, so I rolled a 20. Nice. And a 6. 26. Heck yeah. Plus the 3. Yep. Nice. Is a 29. number. Yeah. 29. Is a cool. number. It's a pretty good number. Um, It is a very good number. You don't know where that code is. 
But just kind of based on how you usually, where you pull from in order for this representation of yourself, you're able to find roughly where it came from. And it's nestled in with the rest of your files. And it, uh, as you kind of are, are pushing out that code, you see that it references deeper in your architecture structure than most of your files reside on. Um, I can follow it outside of this room into a different part of the building. Hmm. The architecture. This architecture that is a building, but also the architecture of my mind. Well, I guess we're going on a trip. Uh, Winston will basically take a copy and look at the code and start looking where this goes. So Roxy will keep pinging mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the location of the file directory that represents the I and start leaving the sim. Yes. Like walking out the door of the sim mm-hmm. and start walking around what seems to be a fully realized location. Mm-hmm. Is that a good way to describe it? Like it's a... I think so. So the entire space is probably what looks like the equivalent of a piloting school. Um, so leaving a sim and passing by other sim rooms that have similar numbers of, of pods for the sims, just kind of walking along and going uh, deeper into the architecture as in deeper into this school or this representation of a school and walk through offices, dormitories, and then eventually goes to a section that says medical. Medical? And then stops right there. What is it, Roxy? Interesting. This file preoccupies me. You once told me you wish, um... You wish someone had done for you what I did for Megan. I recall that. Now is not exactly the time to do that. Also, Roxy's not dead. I... I'm not suggesting that this is the time for it. But perhaps... And Roxy, perhaps... What's on the other side of this door... Is... um, Perhaps it's a reason you had this thought. That's fair. Either way, part of the code or the data for the third eye is in there. Legit. I will look at the code uh, structure here. Is it, like, restricted? Is it... Up until that point, um, it has not been. But when you try to access the area that is referenced in the visual space that Roxy's uh, casket data is... Um, as you try to reach into that space, it is currently restricted and access is denied upon initial attempt to enter. The door's locked. Yes, in, in the digital space, if you try to go and open the door, either you, Roxy, or Balthazar, the door just kind of, the handle doesn't even turn. That is interesting. There's something in there. Oh, yeah. There is. There's something in there that somebody does, that people don't that is restricted even from you. 
which is an interesting take on things. Would you like me to proceed? I also quickly reference if this is a violation of anything crazy, like something crazy is going to happen. Likely not, as far as yeah. you know. I'm double checking. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, as far as you know, it's not anything too crazy. If you would like to uh, back me up on this, Balthazar, aka, I will. I, I, I'm not going to deny an accuracy if you're actually going to help me. Is accuracy be important? Whatever's on the other side of this door, Roxy, we'll face it together. As a team, yes. Then, uh, how about we give a turn of the handle while Winston works his, um, cyber magic? Aren't you technically working some cyber magic, too? I'm turning a door handle. Do I get an accuracy for that or no? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's very it's very specific door handle. It jiggling. is. It's super door handle jiggling. Uh, in that case, a twenty-four. Sorry, I realized I said that as Roxy. <laughs> it's all good. It, in that case, it's a twenty-four. <laughs> no, I, it makes twenty-four. Uh, it takes a little while, but you're able to to kind of isolate and bypass the security um, and unlock the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, the code inside of it looks like. It makes zero sense. It falls very closely in line with the third strain of data mm-hmm. on in that in that three that kind of make up Roxy as a whole. Um, Roxy and Balthazar, two of you open the door, and there is while everything outside was very pristine and good and and you know pilot school oriented, the inside of this medical bay is almost like it got pulled from one of the outer rings and dropped into this room and on the table on the one medical exam table that is in this room um, there is a, a person wearing the same uh, almost the exact same um, piloting outfit that Roxy donned when turning it into a sim room Roxy? Is is this you? It can't be me. It shouldn't be me. How can it be me? What is the data telling me? The data is telling you that uh, it is almost just a stream of a bunch of letters and stuff like that and things that don't really make sense at first and then as you kind of put it through different algorithms to try to make sense of it, it almost looks like just a collection of memories. I begin filtering through in this section after you're kind of figuring out the algorithm how this thing has been coded to function with the rest of the NHP. It's almost like memories, uh, events, things of that nature, all kind of time coded in like a long list. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, Roxy, I'm informing you that whatever data this is that's been uploaded consists of what appears to be memories. This has been programmed in a manner that has been made to represent. Uh, what you can do for a memory cache. Um, just making everyone aware. So there must be data in this memory. Maybe there are some clues. I think, and Balthazar kind of very, very quietly looks between uh, Roxy and the person on the bed. Balthazar, as you're looking, there is an incredible similarity in the facial structure of both of these individuals. I think this might be part of who you once were. That is not how NHPs are made. 
and math doesn't go down. I agree, it is not how NHPs are made. But you're clearly very different. Is is the um is the body interactable? Like can I press A? You could t- you you could reach <laughs> you could reach out uh, and interact with the body should you so wish to. Looking for uh, maybe like paperwork or some sort of like clipboard or similar kind of thing. I think there's a, a data uh, a data pad on a small little like you know like table next to it. This kind of has like some of the medical information. Um, but as you're kind of looking at it, it's almost illegible to you. Do Do you see? What I see? Uh, do I? It is also illegible for you, Winston. What are we looking at? Because uh, I'm not. I'm looking at it in the digital format. I'm gonna. I, I go ahead and isolate the code section for me, and I will see what I can make of it on this side through what I've got going on over here. Winston, your cheery detachment is a reassuring bomb. Uh, I think I'm just going to use your earlier role for this one as well. You're able to kind of apply similar algorithms to this portion of it to make it essentially legible for the people in there. I'm going to read it first before I send it back to them. Just to make sure this isn't going to cause a giant issue with Roxy in the moment I give it to her. Uh-huh. Or them. Yeah. It's starting to get a little questionable on both. Yep. Um, I think you you read it has there's a name uh, blood type a time of death also on this data pad a upload date and the first name i believe is cardinal if i'm remembering correctly the last name is i think actually i think the last name was cardinal oh yeah yeah, yeah. sorry last name is cardinal first name is uh why can't we just say it's roxanne sure that makes that makes sense you you are able to read all that um you do are able to make the connection that the upload date matches the date that the data was put into the the tertiary the, tr- the trio of uh, d- data sets that make up this NHP. Makes sense. Uh, is there a cause of death as long as time of death, or just the time of death? Uh, just time of death on this page. Okay. Huh. Well, that explains why the data made no sense. I will send it back to everybody with the information. It seems like that third layer of data is an attempt to upload a human consciousness post-death into an NHP program. Welcome to being the first of your kind, at least I'm aware of, Roxy. Um, thank you? What are you feeling right now, Roxy? I don't know. I don't know who this person is. I... there's one way to find out. And what would you recommend that being, Balthazar? Well, if I had to guess, I would say you should take their hand. Before we do that, I'm going to do make some, Roxy, with permission, I'm going to make some disconnects just in case this goes badly. I, we should probably not have you rampage in the middle of a being reconstructed city. All right. Winston is going to decouple the coffin from the fucking frame just in case, you know, things go downhill. Okay. Um... Over the course of a few minutes, and I assume we're going to grab a few engineers' help real quick, um, just to make it easy, yeah. uh, you do disconnect it, the almost sinew of all of these cables slowly kind of detaching as well as the coffin is lowered um, down and away from the Pegasus mech. Oh, oh! and while this is happening, uh, Balthazar, uh, uh, having, having done some of this stuff, will, like, make the body of... Uh, 
Roxanne if I don't know does Roxanne look inert dead uh, uh, unconscious you're guessing that it's Roxanne is at least dead in this depiction currently okay then then kind of making the 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 digital body you know comfortable uh, doing doing all that kind of a thing the thing that that you do for the the dead to benefit the living so um, a lot of the big stuff has been done already but you're able to do uh, some fin- finishing touches on that to make the dead comfortable are we clear we are good looks like we are good to go and you get a thumbs up from one of the engineers as you kind of look over to firefly then they go back to their tasking i make sure to set up recording all the data just to see what happened just on the just in case everything is awful at least we'll have a digital record of what the hell happened gotcha so just touch their hand there's probably all sorts of uh smith shimano corporal policies that we're going to violate by doing this but to be fair i think they violated some first Actually, technically, no, because there isn't precedent for this yet, so you can't violate something there's not a precedent for. I guess that's right. So then, if there aren't any precedents, we're not breaking any rules. You're getting away with it on a technicality. One might say that that was lawyered. Hmm. Here goes nothing. (laughs) Is it strange to be nervous? Seems perfectly normal. I don't think so. That was sarcasm. I understood the nuance. Oh, no, I was being serious. It, it is perfectly normal to, to be nervous about something like this. It's because it's not something people cover on a regular basis. Perfectly normal to be nervous about reconnecting with a part of yourself that might have been a dead person whose mental data was used to constitute you into personhood from a simple program. Like I said, not a lot of precedent for it. Fantastic. Let's try it. Uh, Roxy will hesitate in a moment to do to touch the dead body that is essentially part of their mind, soul, and and personal being, and just uh, then just kind of do it like sort of like ripping off a bandage. Just grabs really aggressively because that seems like the thing that Roxy would do not being delicate at all just kind of just mm. goes for it can you make me a grit roll okay okay so by the skin of my teeth i have an 11 okay that is just enough um you reach out and grab aggressively and you fight this own urge to scream that you have roxy as um, this person who has been dead on this table up until this moment also grits her teeth as her eyes a nice almost red orange flicker open and she bites back her own scream there's a lot of almost screaming happening Roxy would probably fall to their knees uh, but still hold on and I don't know what that looks like in data, but I'm sure Winston is seeing a lot of shit fly by. Is anything being deleted? Nothing's being deleted. Then I'm perfectly fine. I am on the I am on the lookout to see if data is I being feel... deleted and try to salvage it from being deleted. That is Winston's current uh, Overwatch position. I feel like at this point Balthazar might try and help or you know do something. Um, like he clearly. Uh, uh, but I don't. I also don't want to like 
this this feels like your moment so if if there's a way you think of that that he might i would love to do that but if not i think you know just kind of bearing witness mm. feels good too unless there's something that i think stressful is about ready to happen like if roxy is going to disappear or something like that i think that might be uh some 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 point of concern but i'm wondering if like it it i guess in in the fact that they're touching and doing a touchy excuse me um that they are touching is data is not being deleted data is 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 data traveling is data moving or is data sort of consolidating i guess the third of those options of data being consolidated probably makes the most sense as roxy you feel the hand grab yours back and there is just this revelation almost of this entire part of a memory structure that you that is yours but isn't yours but kind of is yours still kind of getting in a weird spot but you have all of these memories of test projects a lot of piloting years of it you know um and it all leads up to this one test of some paracausal stuff that goes horrifically wrong and then you're waking up but you're already awake but you're waking up here this is where these memories are not picking up again oh i got it i got it so i guess like if if the moment that it does um let's say like consolidate or whatever Mm. um uh, roxy will let go and as you go to let go yeah like release uh the hand kind of grips tighter almost like not wanting you to go Roxy will open their eyes because it was probably closed during like the the intensity of the moment, still gritting their teeth as they look over their shoulder towards Balthazar and subsequently to communicate to both Balthazar and Winston uh, sort of at the same time. I don't want to let go. How many eyes does Roxy have open right now? I do think all three are currently open. I don't think I should let go. But I don't know what's going to happen if I let... If I do or don't... I don't know. What should I do? What is the data telling me? The data is currently consolidating. And that third strand is almost kind of intermingling with the NHP strand cool. and creating almost like a fourth strand of this mix between the two. Well, right now you're currently consolidating data as a physical representation of your letting go or not letting go-ness, so it's really up to you. Um, you you're you not in any danger? If you don't want to let go, we're right here with you. Then I suppose Roxy will hold on. Uh because this probably is more preferred. Roxy likes to know more things about everything, and this seems to be like the ultimate form of knowing knowing yourself. Um, 
So Roxy will hold on. And if the others are not alarmed, then Roxy won't be either. Gotcha. And except that the data is just going to consolidate and Roxy is going to become something else. Whatever that might look like. Thank you for listening to Response to Omicron. Our special guest for late spring is Jesse Pillow, and our cast for this season is Anna Woten, First Strike, J.R. Zambrano, Paul Marchant, and Unity Marine. This podcast is story told, produced, and edited by Fettuccini, with additional marketing and content creation from Anna Woten, and combat narrative writing from J.R. Zambrano and First Strike. Links to everyone I've just mentioned will be in the description. This podcast is recorded in Squadcast, edited in Adobe Audition, with additional sound effects and music from Epidemic Sound. Once again, thank you very much for listening to Response Team Omnicron. We hope to hear from you very soon, so keep your eyes on the Omninet for the next episode. <laughs>